Welcome to Finding Food and Fitness Freedom, the Empowered RX podcast that is dedicated to helping women achieve deep health and empowerment. Together with our team of experts, we are going to lead you on a journey of true transformation. It's time to break free from the clutches of diet culture and disordered eating to embrace a sustainable path to wellness. Our mission is to empower you with knowledge and support as we navigate this adventure together. With the strength of community and the guidance of our mentors, we'll debunk myths, challenge norms, and re-educate about what it truly means to be healthy. And yes, we're passionate about weightlifting. It's not just about physical gains, it's about building inner strength and confidence that radiates in all aspects of life. So let's embrace science-backed approaches and leave behind the quick fix mindset. This is about fostering a positive relationship with food, fitness, and ourselves. So if you're ready to embark on a journey of growth and self-discovery, hit that subscribe button and make sure to follow along on all of our episodes. Together, we'll find the freedom that comes from living a balanced and empowered life. Thank you for joining us on Finding Food and Fitness Freedom. Stay humble, stay curious, and remember, true health is within your reach. Hey guys, welcome to the Empowered RX podcast. My name is Christina Norris, recovery coach with Empowered RX. I am here today with Coach Leah and our guest, Chandler Garlow, amazing CrossFit athlete, ED warrior, here to share her story and her experience in CrossFit. Chandler, go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit more than what I did, because I know there's more than that. (laughs) My name is Chandler Garlow, and I just recently moved to like Pensacola, Milton, Florida area. Um, My husband's in the Army. Before that, we were in Fayetteville, and I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, Growing up, just competitive cheerleading background, 18, 19 years, I cheered in college and then quickly found CrossFit after that. And I've been doing that for six years, probably competitive, about four. Um, And I had the opportunity to compete at semifinals this year, and it was a lot of fun. And I'm hoping I can get back there um, soon. And I'm excited to share all the ups and downs of my journey today. Thank you. That was amazing. (laughs) Okay, so from, I know you wrote a blog post, so some people may have read it, um, but briefly, what are some things that you would like to share, just like things from, I guess, some of your experience of having an eating disorder and your recovery and getting to where you are now? Um, So growing up in like gymnastics, competitive cheerleading, that's like a hot spot for eating disorders. I think it's not really talked about enough. Um, We got weighed in every week during college cheerleading. Uh, Our flyers had to be a certain weight. If they were not, they would be benched. Um, So very frequently I would see my friends just spitting into cups all day, not eating anything. And I was like, oh, okay, that's normal. So then when you go into CrossFit and you start seeing athletes kind of just post aesthetic pictures of themselves, it makes you feel not great. It makes you feel overcritical. And uh, I was dealing with some eating issues, some body dysmorphia. So seeing athletes that I looked up to just posting shirtless pictures all the time. Um, and not really, nobody really talked about their struggles with eating disorders back in the day. I think it's much more talked about now, but back in the day, I just wanted to be just like those people. So I was like, okay, less food, more working out. That makes sense to me. Uh, but it, 
took me on a pretty downward spiral of hating myself, hating my body, losing my period, losing my hair, all those things. So I'm excited to uh, dive deeper into that and share uh, with everybody that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's definitely true. It takes a lot away, a lot away from your life. Did you, I don't think this was in your blog. Um, when you, when did you meet your husband? <laughs> we met on a, a dating app. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, maybe two years ago, we got married pretty fast. I think we got yeah. engaged by six months and uh, married by a, a year. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you feel like, I guess I was curious if you noticed, I guess, a relationally, was it hard like during the eating disorder years? Yeah, so I hadn't met him yet, um, but I was in a relationship during that time, and it, I mean, we broke up. It took a toll. I was moody. I didn't want to be around him. Um, I didn't want to go out to eat with him. Um, it just made me feel uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable in my body, so yeah. I can't love anybody else if I don't love myself. That's really true. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm sure that's awesome that, like, you, you met him, you know, it just shows, like, when you meet someone, you're in a healthy place and someone else is in a healthy place. That's really cool. So I'm curious about how did you go from just starting CrossFit to where you are now, like getting to semifinals? What do you feel like the biggest, almost like jump to that level? Like, how do you think, I don't know, maybe what would you say, like, was the big push to get to that level? Well, I'm just an extremely competitive person and I've always been like in cheerleading, I was very competitive. And then like when that ended, I was like, what am I supposed to do now? Um, so my mom had started CrossFit and I, my apartment in college backed up to like an old CrossFit gym. So I was like, all right, let's just give it a shot. And I was like the most annoying new member of all time. I would Google all of the movements before I went because I had such anxiety that nobody would tell me what to do, but the coaches were great and they would tell me what to do. Um, but like within a few months, I'm like, okay, like I really like this. And then I sat down on my couch, uh, during summer with my mom and we watched, uh, the first CrossFit games documentary on Netflix. And I was like, mom, like, I want to be there. I want to do this. And she's like, oh yeah, like, well, you can do it. Um, I was nursing at the time I was working night shift. Uh, and that's just not conducive to competitive CrossFit at all. Um, so I switched to days, but it was still hard kind of taking three days off every week. So uh, probably last year, I decided I was going to step away from nursing. Um, I got my L1 two years ago. I was like, I'm going to coach. I'm just going to work one day a week. And then that quickly turned into me just kind of uh, taking a big leap of faith and quitting my job um, that I'd worked really hard for. Um, but this is more important to me right now. So I definitely think finding that more time to train, but I'm not telling everybody to quit their jobs because that's just unrealistic. I was just lucky enough that my husband was like, let's do this. Like, this is your dream. We'll be okay. Um, so I think that is probably what jumpstarted me the most, but also meeting my coach two years ago and finding somebody that had the same drive and wanting me to do uh, my very best. And he believes in me more than I believe in myself sometimes. So uh, meeting him and then quitting my job is probably the two biggest things I can think of that's really kind of pushed my career up there to semifinals. Yeah, I mean, to be at that level, you have to train pretty much full time. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, <laughs> so it's a job in itself, I'm sure. It is, it's a job. 
Yeah, I feel like when I watch the games, like what is it called? Where um, kind of like the highlight of all the athletes, the games like like they're like you train, you eat, you sleep. <laughs> That's and then, um, I think what's cool that you see is like they always talk about how much food they're eating, though. Yes, like that- a really big part of it, like. It's almost like laughable. Well, they'll be like, we're eating so much food. I know. And back in the day, I was like, I have to eat less food. Like, that just makes sense to me. Yeah. Not that they are showing that now. Because I feel like back when I started, they kind of weren't. Like, nobody was talking about what they did, the things they did outside the gym. It was just like what they were doing in the gym. So I'm like, all right, let's just restrict. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. I know. I remember in your blog, you said you met with a nutritionist and that was a big breaking point for you, not breaking point, but breakthrough for you Mm -hmm. to realize how much food you actually needed. Absolutely. Chandler, you, uh, we love your content. Your messaging is amazing. You're a role model. All our girls, I think, follow you now. Like they, you're just um, a pillar of strength and you can tell that you've worked really hard to get here. How do you balance such heavy training when it's such a job, it's structured, it's regimented. How do you balance that with recovery? Because that almost is the antithesis of recovery when we're trying to do eating disorder recovery and things like that. How does that, how does that work? That's a good question. <laughs> um, so obviously like in being in recovery, is not like a, Oh, I'm cured kind of thing? Like I still have days where I see myself, not how I want to see myself, where I kind of play that comparison game with athletes on Instagram. Um, But I think the biggest thing for me is to just make sure that I'm fueling my body, even on days that I don't want to, or I feel like this is really hard. I feel like I look really big in the mirror. Like I just eat. I turn off those thoughts. My uh, nutritionist, uh, I don't see her anymore because she lives in North Carolina. I live here. And she stopped taking my insurance, um, but she's still like a great friend. And um, she really, really kind of pushed me to just distinguish in my brain uh, fact versus fear. And a lot of times those fear thoughts kind of talk. And then I have to be like, no, this isn't right. This is fear. Let's talk about facts. Um, And so just distinguishing that and just kind of blocking out those negative thoughts and just continuing to fuel my body so that I know that I can train the next day that kind of takes precedence over maybe not liking the way I look that day or feeling like I saw some rolls when I put my belt on in a video, like just little things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we always are talking about how like our values and our long-term goals are going to be the reminder daily that we need to kind of steer that compass in the right direction and, and steer us towards recovery rather than away from it. I think one of the things in CrossFit, and they've been doing a, a lot better about this. We saw Haley Adams come out about like her eating disorder and it, it, mental health is being talked about much more. But I would say five years ago, you, you didn't hear about the mental side of things. And having an eating disorder is emotional labor. Training full-time is emotional labor. How do you balance the emotional side of it? Like, the, like what do you do? Um, like, you know, we have training sessions. We have nutrition do you like rely on certain tools or therapy like tell us about the emotional support side um so last year I found a sports psychologist and that has helped me more than I can even say I should have mentioned her when you asked what kind of bumped me up to that semifinal level like 
working with somebody who can help me with my emotional game and the things that go on between my ears is just a game changer. And she knows I'm in recovery. Like we don't definitely don't talk about like eating disorders when we talk, but the things that she's taught me just carry over into that kind of area as well. So she just has really changed the game for me as well this year. Yeah. I'm glad you asked that Leah. I was like one of my next questions. So that was perfect. I have a, I have a question going on. This was another, like, I guess it goes along with a sports psychiatrist. So this was something I think about and it's something I can struggle with is, and I'm sure you have had an eating disorder is the perfectionism of the training days. And like, I've, I know I've seen some of your posts where it's like, wasn't the, so on those days they have not as good training days, but also where you get maybe stuck in a fear of a certain weight, like not on the scale, but on the bar, like getting a weight over your head. Mm -hmm. Um, I can very easily get stuck and so scared to keep going because it feels so heavy. Yeah. Uh, So those two things, I guess, do you feel like the sports psychiatrist helps with that? Like perfectionism mindset? Yeah. She's really kind of taught me um, to find the good in every day and not just like in training sessions, but just in life. Like at the end of the day, she's really big on journaling, like, just write three good things that happened to you today. And they don't necessarily have to have to do anything with CrossFit, but most of the time they do because that's my life. Um, And also we do a lot of imagery work. So just like imagining yourself in full detail, just like hitting a lift has been very uh, helpful for kind of like feeling stuck at a weight or feeling scared. Um, Because she's very big on like, it's okay to feel emotions. Um, Let's kind of identify them and then let's kind of move on and kind of watch them pass by like leaves on a stream. She's just great. <laughs> like this. I know I'm like, I'm going to need to get her name. Yeah. Um, I'll give you her name. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. Sorry. My question sort of came together. I was like thinking of different ones at one time. Yeah. She sounds like she's really helpful for um, just, I feel like in recovery as an athlete and having that perfectionism and sometimes that can kind of come into your worth almost mm-hmm. and it'd be that training day and isn't go the way you want for that yeah. lift. So that's really cool. What would you say? So I guess like for a lot of the girls, like, you know, and empowered, they're just new to getting back in. And so I feel like, like you were talking about the comparison can be really hard mm-hmm. on Instagram and seeing the athletes. What would maybe like a tip that you could give some girls Um, as they, you know, if they see those girls on Instagram and maybe they're really proud of their lift that day because they've never done it before, but then they see something else on Instagram. What do you think (laughs) comparison you could give? That is the worst too. (laughs) It's so bad. Yeah. I have to constantly remind myself that Instagram and social media is literally just a highlight reel. Like, yeah, you're seeing somebody do like the perfect lift that you wish you could do, but you don't see them missing that lift three times. You don't see them missing after they jump up because that weight felt so good. So just like realizing that people are just showing the best of themselves uh, on Instagram, but also just if you find yourself kind of comparing and I have to do this too, like put your freaking phone down and just take a walk away from it because you're just going to keep scrolling. You're just going to keep feeling, you know, uh, more bad about yourself so if you can just kind of eliminate the problem like during big competitions or the open or quarterfinals I just delete Instagram off my phone just because it's better for me to not see people 
posting what they're doing because I need to stay in my lane. Smart. I've actually done that for, um, it was something in Greenville. It was like a competition. I was like, I was like super proud of myself. And then I saw somebody else do something or like, I was like, man, I'm never going to get there. And that like, I don't <laughs> want those thoughts in my head, you know? <laughs> And then when like all of those flow of pictures kind of go away, you can add it back. You know, I get that. I think that can be smart. I like that idea. Um, do you have anything, Leah? Yeah. So I want to go back and talk about, so we have a lot of dancers, cheerleaders, gymnasts, where it's not necessarily a weight class sport, but your weight's being monitored. You have that weekly weigh-in. There's like a stigma around certain weights. In CrossFit, we're seeing women kind of break that stigma and that stereotype that, that smaller is better. And I feel like CrossFit's a sport that really highlights that um, strong women, empowered women, women who fuel, women who have muscle, that that's an amazing thing to be. What, what was that mindset shift like? I, <laughs> it, like was, it was crazy going from like junior, senior year of high school, you started having like these cheer celebrities, like people in the competitive cheerleading world who just like had like eight pack abs. They were so skinny, so small. And like, that just wanted me that just in my mindset, I'm like, Oh, smaller is better. Like I need to be small. And so I've always had, you know, bigger legs. I, you know, came out of the womb with thunder thighs and my shoulders are very broad, like a linebacker. <laughs> this is how I look. And I didn't look like my friends. And so I walked into a CrossFit gym and I was like, Oh, like, you look like me, like this, this could work. Um, and seeing women and social media, even back in the day, just lifting weights. Uh, we didn't lift weights. We had cheerleading weights in the morning and uh, we weren't allowed to do more than 15 pound dumbbells. Oh my God. Cool. Like we, we couldn't do it. And um, like strength and conditioning for cheerleaders back in the day was just kind of a joke. We just ran around the field and rolled around in the field. And so coming into a sport where, uh, you know, my legs and my shoulders are appreciated and not kind of uh, warranting conversation that I had gained too much weight or I didn't look a certain way. Oh my God. That's so liberating. Mm -hmm. So liberating. And I always, you know, some of the girls will look back and kind of miss their body when they were in that sport. But I think, like you said, that shared experience of like walking into a gym and seeing women taking up space and being strong is like a green light to just do your thing and be where you be where you are. One of the things that we talk about a lot is like there's so mass moves mass. Mm -hmm. There's a benefit to not being underweight, not being malnourished. We want to have power output. We want to have that energy to go all out on a Metcon. And a lot of our girls are not at the point where they're able to integrate cardio yet. I'm not sure what your recovery looked like, but did you have to take a break from exercise altogether? Um, I did not, but I did just do things in the gym that were fun. That just made it easier to kind of transition and just do things that were fun, do movements that are fun. Um, now I don't get to do a whole lot of that because I need to work on, you know, more cardio based things and more gymnastics. Cause I, my strength is definitely up there. Um, but 
just starting out, I would say just do things that are fun to you. Try new things, you know, go swimming, go do this, that, um, just to make it fun and not like a chore, like, oh, I have to work out to burn off the food. Mm -hmm. Love that. Love that advice. Yeah. Going off of what you said, like mass moves mass. That was a question I, I was thinking was, I know like the body weight cannot still always be a fear, even if we know the fact over fear. And I feel like me and Leah have talked about this. Typically you need to gain weight to get stronger. Is that something that you struggled with? Oh yeah. I was terrified. My nutritionist, we did like that metabolic testing for like 30 to 45 minutes. I had a tube in my mouth. I was just breathing. And she was just uh, seeing how many calories I needed in a day to, for my body to function without exercise. And I was way under that. Um, so when she told me that, you know, this is how many grams of carbs you need to eat with how much you're training. I was like, what? No. Uh, and same with the fat fat for some reason was just like the biggest thing for me. I'm like, well, if I eat fat, I'm going to get fat. Like I can't, but like, no, in actuality, like I need fat to support my, you know, my period and my body. Um, so those numbers were very scary. And now looking back, I'm like, they were just numbers. Like, why are you scared of a number? I mean, that's true. It is true. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I, that's just something that I feel like for me personally, and I know like a lot of people I know it's, that can be like a, almost like a, a put you in a plateau. Mm -hmm. Like I want to get stronger, but that weight gain is scary. Um, and that eating a little bit more is scary. So that's really cool to see that you were able to do that. It's really, I feel like even pretty quick, like it was like, almost seems like it happened pretty quick, like that mindset. Yeah. I mean, there were days that it was not great, but, um, I was hungry. Yeah. (laughs) You were training. So you were hungry. Feeling like I, you know, I wasn't starving at the end of the day or like starving during sessions or thinking about when I could eat my next meal. Like that was okay with me. (laughs) No, I mean, I get it. And I guess this, the last thing is outside of CrossFit, how do you feel like just taking care of your body and not always thinking about food and body image and just all the things that eating sort of takes from you. Like, how do you feel like it has improved your life in other ways? Oh my gosh. It, it's helped just relationships in general, like relationships with my family, um, you know, like being, having the freedom and feeling not out of control. If we go out to eat somewhere, like not frantically looking up the menu, counting the macros, planning, like, just being okay that things aren't going to be 100% all of the time, like finding my husband and getting married and him accepting me with, you know, all the things that I used to do to my body that weren't great. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love that. All right. Well, I think that's it. But um, <laughs> do you have any questions or anything else you want to share? No, I just thank you guys for letting me do this and sharing a little bit. And I hope that, Somebody can benefit from it, just one person. (laughs) They definitely will, I'm sure. All right, well, thank you for coming, and we will have you on again. Right, thank you.